that every time I bring up my favorite movie or song, y'all call my shit corny. You act like I don't have no taste and no flavor. I'm a Luddite or some bullshit like that. What kind of particular shit is that? It's the shit I like. That's what I like. That's my type of shit. You know? Why don't you know y'all supposed to just say something nice? It's showtime. Welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast, your home for in-depth news discussions, reviews, and deep dives into movies, television shows, and music, with a special emphasis on diversity and the Black experience. You can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts can be found. And you can also find us on all social media under the handle at SSN Podcast or at our website, SSNPodcast.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Brandon. Hello. Hey. I'm Ali. Oh. And we also have... Latria. And this is the Say Something Nice podcast. <laughs> Lord, okay, uh-uh. It's not Halloween yet. Don't do that. <laughs> he was trying to go... Ha, cha, 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 cha. He was trying to go... Jason noises, not yet. Yeah. Mm. Uh, mm. But yeah, so today is Sunday, uh, the 13th of October, <laughs> 2019. Uh, we have a lot to cover today, uh, so we'll jump into it. Um, but first, we did have a little bit of follow-up to um, talk about things from... So we did, because of there was so much there, there. We There were three episodes that came out last week, three entire episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh and so we have follow-up from each. So first of all, the Joker thing. Now, as you all know, Joker is making all kinds of money. It's still number one at the box office this weekend, despite two major release films coming out. Three, if you count Jexy, yeah. which I don't. Um, <laughs> That's basically her in right. another form. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was some another controversy about Joker, about the fact that they, they used... Um, I didn't even know what this song was even called, uh, Gary Glitter's Rock and Roll Part 2, which is the... Um, hey! Apparently... Oh, yeah. Apparently, yeah. Gary Glitter is a convicted pedophile. Wait, because we use that Anyways. like in high school football games. Yes. Yeah. I hear oh, my time. God! No! <laughs> wait, wait, when was he convicted? Uh, A couple of years ago. Um, It's been oh, a minute. Wow. Um, oh my gosh! But he's British, which is why we probably don't know about it. Because you know we only pay attention to American news in this country. You know how we do. Yeah, um, right. But and so they were like, "Oh, they're gonna give Gary Glitter money from Joker." Apparently, Gary Glitter part of his conviction requires him to turn over all of his royalties to um, funds that mm. um, you know, like help people who have been like um, um, victims of child sex abuse and everything like that. So. He doesn't okay. get the money anymore at all. He was well, that's con- good. Yeah, he was convicted in 2015. Sentenced to 16 years in prison. Well, I ain't no telling when he started, though. Probably when we were playing that doggone song in high school and, and marching band. Probably, because everybody's played that damn song for years. Yes, because we were like the hurricanes, so we'd be like, hey, go Canes. Yep. Oh, my God. Ew. Yeah. Uh, second thing. 
Tyler Perry Studios opening. I mentioned that Tyler Perry, uh, after he was struck, he after the WGA West. I actually cut it out of the episode. I said East last week. But I cut it out, but it was the WGA West, not East. I know we're on the East Coast, but apparently the WGA West has jurisdiction over Georgia. Don't ask me why. Um, they struck against Tyler Perry Studios in 2008 because the four writers he had on House of Pain all quit to join the W. No, they, they joined the WGA while they were working for him, and he fired them. Damn. And I, after that... House of Payment became a WGA um, administer, um, a WGA signatory production. But Tyler Perry Studios did not, I found out this week. Uh, certain of the projects at the studio, mostly the, most of the movies up until about 2015, became WGA signatory projects, which meant that, you know, you get your royalties when they're replayed and everything like that. But all of his own shows... Uh, as in, not own, his own, but the shows that are made for the Oprah Winfrey Network. Mm-hmm. All credit, only one writer for every episode that is aired on of every program. Guess who that writer is? Tyler Darnell Perry. Yes. I mean, I don't know if Darnell is true. His real name is Emmett. It is as it is anyway. Tyler, oh, okay. is, Tyler is made up. Uh, Emmett Perry Te- Jr. Yep. Oh, so wait, Tyler is not even in his real name? No, it's not. He changed his name because his father was, hated him and was abusive. Oh, he well, didn't want to be junior under- anymore. Oh, well, that's totally understandable. understandable. <laughs> yeah, it's understandable. Yeah. What is not understandable yeah. is that clearly he has to have some sort of a writer's staff someplace to help him come up with this shit. I don't... You're I, not going to tell I, me. <laughs> remember I told you the lady that I heard on uh, the other podcast. Yeah, Kelly Griffin. She, yeah, she was saying that, like, they would write it and he would literally not want to hear anything from the script until it was time for the actors to actually... <laughs> yeah, for the table read. She's one of the four yeah. who run on House of Pain. Okay, so, I was because I was wondering what show she was on because I don't think yeah. she said it on the uh, show. Yeah, okay. she, she was on House of Pain back then. Or not, not House mm-hmm. of Pain, Meet the Brown. One of the two. One of those two because they were made concurrently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all the If Loving You Is Wrong, Haves and Have Nots, every single episode is credited to Tyler Perry. You're not gonna. Some of them programs have thirty and forty so episodes a what? season. So I, how? Why? <laughs> See, that's it's like you take two steps forward and like eight steps back. Right. Why do you not want people to get their Health just insurance? Due? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm so it's confused. This about whole that. thing I about like, oh, he employs black actors and actresses when no one else would. Okay, but what about the people that write this that work behind the scenes? That are getting like minimum wage. Why don't you want them to be protected? Like I just, it does not make. I don't understand. What is his gripe about writers and the and the union? Like I don't. I would think that him like coming up the way he did and like you know in the industry and him like even I think he I think it was his um recent Gail King interview where he was like Hollywood does not like him. Like he he yeah. knows that. Like. I, well then, why are you treating these people the way you do? <laughs> yeah, because at it's, least people, it, it really at least people does... who work in, in Hollywood, yeah. at least they get those things that you have been 
Essentially, I, I, the, I struggle, the, the struggle that why. he's had coming up in the industry. Like, I don't understand how. Yeah, he, I want to. I want to know he why he's doing to this. Do this yeah. To writers, the people who are like, if there were no writers, you would not have anything to shoot. Right. So, two reasons he gave. Well, it's one reason he gave, and the other reason that's obvious to everybody else. So, because he wanted all the money to himself. Is that what? That's the second reason I was going to give. Oh, let's not be. Stingy. And not, even ju- not just the money to himself, but to keep the budgets as low as humanly possible. By not paying people. Okay, like well, hell, you own the studio lot. Like, boop, that takes away the cost right there. I think he's they, they still charge like the rental fees that you would charge anybody else towards the so production. So, what is he try, is he trying to work off a five thousand dollar budget? Is that what it is? I don't frankly know. Um, but yeah, like the Come other part on. is that he sees the unions, not just WGA, but like all of IATSE, which controls like all the. You know, your lighting people, the cinematographers, the sound people, the production, all that kind of stuff. He sees that as Hollywood establishment and as, you know, him doing what he's doing as some sort of a thing of Black self-pride ownership sort of a thing. It was very weird how he was trying to talk about it. It's quite strange to me. He but sees that, it that way. If that's the case, why not? Okay, oh so I okay, so I I sort of see where you're coming from from a very strange perspective. All right, if that's the case, right? If you see these, if you see what you're doing as a sense as a way of um sort of promoting some kind of um you know a, a very unique black owned sort of establishment. Okay, fine. Why don't you? Also, use this opportunity to now revamp uh, the institution of, um, you know, supporting your staff through, I don't know if it's being part of of um, guilds or being part of um, unions or whatever. Why don't you reinvent that too? If, that's, if, if the way you find things are happening is not to your, um, not to your standard, Lacking. right? Or you're liking like for black people. Or so is or create he, one, or right. just like you can make your own. That doesn't mean you, don't, right. you. Okay, if you don't want to join these unions, that's fine. Make one so that way your workers can feel that they too are supported in a way that right. allows them some or, leeway. Because question, so if so, the people that were working on his show, if they were not like, I guess. Like, basically, this work was not showing up. Like, they're probably already part of the WGA, right? They weren't at the time they signed on. They were all fairly new in the industry. Okay. 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 Never mind. Then that right. changes my question. Because I was going to yeah. say, if if they were already part of the WGA, would this not even count toward, like, them getting benefits or anything? Like, I don't know how that... I don't know how they're not, you're, If you're in the WGA, you're not allowed to be on non-WGA productions. They will not They will not let you do it. You will get... Oh, like, okay. So they trouble. wouldn't have even been on the show. Okay, gotcha. Right. Okay. Right. And I, I mean, this is... And this is just... This is, this is very, very basic. From what Brandon's explaining, this is very basic job security. But also, okay, so is he, is he a part of the WGA? He Apparently, he only... Administer certain movies. I don't think he is. Because so I, I, I Googled the... Um, I looked up WGA signatory productions. And all the Tyler Perry films up until 2015 are there. The most recent, I guess, seven of them are not. Mm. It's very strange. I don't know what's going on over there. I, I would at least say match the benefits, if nothing else. But I don't know. I, that none of that stuff looks good to me. I know we're cel- we were celebrating. We saw our b- black, 
you know, excellence and it was awesome. But, you know, there's always yeah, a dark side just... to this stuff, I guess. I don't know. Uh, um, I will so say... So, is he... Okay, so is he a part of the PGA and the DGA? Yes, he is. Has to okay, be. Okay, well, then how are you going to be a part of a union, but then you don't want to employ other people who are part of the union? I don't that even just... know. <laughs> that does not make so any confused. sense. What the heck? Like... Uh, Wait, let me double check. What's the last Tyler Perry picture to come out? This, um, what's the last one he put out? Medea family funeral. I can uh, I can for confirm if he was part of WJ by looking at the poster because they now make you put that little tiny PG well, next to your that, name. Wouldn't it be that boo thing? No, it's it's Medea family funeral. Oh yeah, because oh, yeah, remember one. that was like killing off Medea or something like. Yeah, that. no, she don't die. Now, oh, now I'm mad that I watched the movie yesterday. <laughs> That I actually uh, enjoyed. Dug on it. Let me see. Uh, God, there it is. Just, Here's the poster with all the text on it. That's what it I was looking just for. Does not make sense. Like I don't. Oprah, are you on board with this? Like, come on, that's your brother. You ain't tell him to, you know, let these people. He get... may not be part of the PGA because there's no, there's no thing by his name. I know he had to be at first. Maybe he just dropped out of it. I don't know what's going on. Over so there. You, I, I mean. So you can just put out stuff without being part of you can the union. I, I maybe because it's Lionsgate, you can. Um, what was the other one? The um, Paramount one. What's that? Maybe that movie called Nobody's Fool. That mm. one is the first one we put out through Paramount. That stars um, Tika Sumter and Tiffany Haddish mm. and, um, and Whoopi. Yep. It might be because it came out through Paramount Players, which is their little in sort of okay, not, not quite independent thing. Do the act? Is there what? So actors are in SAG. That's their union, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so all his actors are in a union because they're part of SAG. You have to be part of SAG to be in the production, right? Yeah, like all the major actors. You can be a non-union actor and be working towards getting SAG vouchers in order to join SAG yourself. But at Um, the end of the day, basically everybody... As right. a working actor is going to... Okay, Certainly so Tiffany that? Haddish, Tika Sumter, well, of all then, people. And Wait, so then, so then why can't you do the same for your writers? Like, I don't... It's not making sense. It's not making sense. It ain't making sense at all. Yeah. Oh, so, my wait, God. Wait, wait. No, so no, PGA, no PGA stuff here either. For I nobody's fool? Yep. So it's only for select group So basically, he's using the industry as YouTube. He's just making this stuff and putting it out. With Sound like it. No. Wow. And you know I, what? I bet the studios are like, yeah, because it probably costs them less money too, huh? Right. Wow. I have a question um, regarding throw it all this. away. Is this <laughs> is this for just a just only a particular group of employees at his place? Is no, they they for his productions they appear not to hire union anybody. And I've heard people not say even like actors. electricians. Don't, just the not, actors. They have to hire... That's what I'm... Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm asking. They, uh, I'm asking the, for the I people under, who get hired onto yeah. his productions. Is it just a group, a select group of groups or Probably group the of major actors not get? are definitely... Yeah, the major actors Because he wants them for their name. Right. Maybe some but, of the smaller ones aren't. But if you or I go, please. Yeah. You'd be like, so you either want this $500 or nah. Right. Like, <laughs> Yeah, You're it's, expendable, it's, basically. It's a lot it's going on there. I will say, though, he tried, to, I guess, to mitigate. I guess he heard the um, some of the stuff. He said he's going to open up a shelter on the lot for um, homeless well runaways. Good, but let, okay, hey, but how does that help? But let your people get help. How does that help the people <laughs> who are working not. for it you? Not. Right. Because all I just heard is all I just heard is free labor. Not free. You know what he 
underpaid. And I hate to make this comparison. Yeah, that's, oh, sorry. That's what I mean. Oh, hold on. Let the street is make her comparison. I, said, I hate to make this comparison, but he's doing the Donald Trump. It's like, oh, this whole issue is going on, but I'm going to give you this. So you can stop talking about that. Good point. That's a good that point, That is what actually. he's doing. Oh, my yeah. God. Though I will no. say I was surprised that he said it's going to be for LGBTQ runaways because, you know, Tyler Perry, religion, Christ. You know what was funny, though? World. What? Somebody had a link on Facebook, and I guess it was like some church or somebody shared it, and they completely left that out. They said it was like for homeless youth, and I was like, "Of course, y'all didn't want to say it." Was, but I was like, "No, it's uh, where's the LGBTQ part that y'all mm-hmm. left out of this headline? Y'all yeah, didn't want to promote that. They didn't want to promote that, <laughs> and from women who have been abused, things like that. That's yeah. all fine and good. And of course, if you are Pitch Perfect 3 or Black Panther, you are union production. You can still use the studio and pay union wages to your workers. It's not like they can't cross the, well, like, the but line. But we're talking about his, yeah, his, we're talking his, his production. It's just yeah. like, he's he's like a shysty businessman. Like, Sound like it. Oh, my God. Uh, How's your application coming? You know I ain't heard nothing back. <laughs> <laughs> However, he has done a lot for uh Sammy <laughs> Davis please. For, for come African on, come on, let's hear it. <laughs> I, I mean, he, he has he, he has he employed has. so many people who were deemed unemployable. So right. you know. <laughs> I, I sincerely hope that somebody puts pressure on him to improve all of that. And I hope with I my heart of hearts and my little on, optimistic just, heart that he will. I will let say the that. People, let the people have insurance. Yeah. Come on. You know. This is You know the basic. Republicans have gutted Obamacare and it's crap. So, yep. come on. Come Basically, on. Basically, $300 a month. You cannot, basic you cannot be so, you cannot be so up on high that you don't recognize some of this yeah. very basic stuff. You're, how are you, you're basically, you're basically saying that you're okay with finding the loophole for the loophole is hey right. these these brown people they don't get work period so i can hire them at lower wages that's what you're saying mm-hmm. and then when you say that you're going to have this this shelter on your property for the for disenfranchised lgbtq youth and and people who have been you know in somehow assaulted or abused that also just sounds like a pipeline for underpaid workers eventually yeah. Oh God! Oh, come on, uh, school to prison pipeline. Lord have mercy. And, oh, yeah. And the the, uh, the other follow up thing is, um, we did our Diane Carroll episode, um, as well. We didn't talk much about Mark Kopak, the little boy who played um her son on um, Julia, because yeah. I didn't know much about him. I didn't really want to mm-hmm. try to wing it. He yeah. wrote a piece for the New York Times. So moving. Yeah. Oh my God. We talked about how he his mother abandoned the family because uh, mm-hmm. she was an actress. She went she went over to Europe to try to um to make it make a name for herself. So left the father with the baby, and the dad was working in the industry and got um, little Mark an audition for Julia. He got it. He worked on the series for three seasons. Of course, became you know a very famous the first black t- black TV child star because right. you know Little Rascals was made for. Films before long before TV came along, um, and he says Michael Jackson asked him for his autograph when he when they are both roughly the same age, um, but he didn't work much after Julia. He says, you know, he ended up waiting tables for most of his life, mm-hmm. which is like just a, a terrible story. Like really, like you know, uh, 
he got some stuff here and there. Most of his money comes from waiting tables and signing autographs at autograph. Um, um, what do you call them things? Some aut- autograph shows yeah. where you go get things signed by famous people. And, you know, I remember him talking in the article about um, me- seeing him and Diane Carroll being the same one and how Diane Carroll was still trying to mother him because when he was a little boy, he used to ask, could he go home with her? Because he didn't have a mom, he would go and and stay there. But Diane Carroll's real daughter, um, Savannah, I think her name is Suzanne. Suzanne, I'm sorry, hated mm-hmm. Mark because it's like this is my mom. Why are you trying to like I mean, like steal my mother? <laughs> listen, as an only child, I kind of get it. But then I also like knowing like what he went through. I was like, oh dang, I yeah. kind of wish he, you should let him stay, girl. Right. And so, like, the the article is titled, Diane Carroll was the only mother I ever knew. And it's really good. Y'all should definitely check it out. Yeah. I hope they, I hope they, like, invited him to her services. Like, yeah. I, I really hope so. I really hope so, too. All right. Let's go ahead on to reviews. Reviews. Right. I'm trying to talk slow because I'm super stuffy. I've been sick. I went... Um, I Is it start- the weather change? No, it was um, oh. the second thing on my list to review, which is why I got sick. I'll tell that story at that at that point. Um, oh. First up, I keep re- getting to review it. Three weeks ago, I saw Booksmart on Apple TV. Okay. Um, very good, very funny movie. I'm so mad I didn't see it in the theater. Uh, basically, it's uh, super bad for... Uh, overachieving A plus star student nerds <laughs> who happen to be women. <laughs> like I've never related to a character more than I have to um, um, what's her name, Jonah Hill's sister in this movie. That is my entire mm-hmm. fucking life. Uh, she spent her whole entire high school career in this movie trying to overachieve and you know making straight A's and everything, and never having fun, never going to parties, only to find out the week of school closing. <laughs> That all the other kids partied and did all the kind of cool shit and are still going to the same exact types of schools that she's going to. So she mm. freaks out and her <laughs> and her best friend decide they're gonna go this like and um like this one party, the last party of the year of, of high school career, and they're gonna turn it out. But they kept it takes them a long ass time to get to that damn party because of all these twists and turns and um like stops and starts and everything. Uh, Beanie Feldstein is her name, and, and the other actress is Caitlin um, Dever. It is super funny. Yeah. I laughed the entire time until I cried. Was this, uh, is this the movie that what's the name? Olivia directed the actress. Yes, Olivia um, Wilde directed Olivia it. Olivia Wilde. Okay. Uh, apparently it been had it been floating around Hollywood as a screenplay for a very long time. It's very very funny. Um, what's her name? Uh, Jessica Williams is in it in a very funny part as the teacher Miss Fine. Noah Galvin, our friend Ali from The Real O'Neills with that big mouth of his. Remember him? Yes. Uh, he's in there playing a gay um, high school student. He's very good. I hope he learned to shut his mouth up and stop talking about people in the newspaper. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. Oh. But yes, please see Book Smart if you have not seen it. It's, on, it's for streaming and rental and stuff. It's very good. It's very funny. Uh, not as good, unfortunately, but still enjoyable, um, is Dolomite Is My Name. <gasps> no. So I went to, there's a free screen Latria told us about. Um, was, and subsequently forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. So I texted y'all from like like about 30 minutes before the movie started. I was like, y'all coming? And Latria was like, I forgot! <laughs> 
listen, I like laying across the bed in my pajamas, and I was like, "Come!" I was like, "Oh, dad!" I was like, "How I'm gonna send the information and then forget to sign up myself?" Right. Like, it actually might have been kismet because my waitress—it was at Cine Bistro. My waitress mm-hmm. was sick, and she got uh, me sick. Ooh. And you know, usually if I get a sick, sick like waitress or whatever, I freak out and act the fool. But I was like, you know what? I'm too old for this shit. If I get sick, I'll just get sick. And I got sick, so I'm See, dealing she, with she, it. She knows she You've got to be kidding me. That she one particular time. Out. She was black. It's probably also what influenced my act, my not acting a fool. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. That's not how it works. That, that's... Did she cough on your food or something? No, she just, <laughs> that's no, not how she, it just works. she just sniffled the whole time. And I knew that, you know, I was like, either it's allergies or she's sick. So we're going to find out in two days. And sure enough, she was sick. Brandon, oh, are you sure it's Lord. that in particular? It could be something else. <laughs> That's not how that works, usually. It's not just... Ali, Ali I have, is calling you dramatic. That I have zeroed in on this one person. <laughs> no, I don't... Mm-mm. Ali, you know me. You know how I do. I observe people very closely. Oh, Jesus Christ. She's the only what person I've been around with. Uh, salad. Tuna salad. Not 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 tuna salad. Not that, like... But, like, salad with tuna, with grilled tuna in it. Well, oh, there yeah, you okay. go. That was the issue. The issue is you <laughs> order something. Don't, yeah, why would you eat seafood instead of pizza? You should have got some chicken fingers, something fried. And, yeah, he ordered something that was cold. Fried the E. coli out of it. Yeah, get some he, chicken he, fingers. He something that was cold. I was trying to be healthy. Not a be... no sir. No, <laughs> you could go down the street to the to the grocery store and buy some cabbages or green leafy vegetables. <laughs> Come on, I'm vegetables. Just, you know what? Because the funny thing is, I thought it was safe because it's Cinnamon Bistro. But yo, um, Cinnamon Bistro, I love y'all, but I don't know what's going on over there. Y'all letting that shit go to pot. My seat yeah, was my seat I, was cracking. Listen, like the, the material was coming been, up. <laughs> the last oh, time no. I went is when I went and saw the first. Um, Fifty Shades movie, I think. Yeah. And I was like, I was so excited and I was like, so I've been waiting this long to come over here. I'm like, so this is not what I thought it was. Like the doggo eating place at um at the Regal at Atlantic Station is better than that. Yeah. Like it's yeah, it's got nothing on they should shut down after that new studio movie girl opened to Marietta. Yeah. Studio movie girl is actually kind of better now. It's a freaking restaurant. Like, yeah. <laughs> literally, it's a restaurant. Right. And they also underprojected the movie, so it was dark. And I'm sitting here with my um my my glass cleaning cloth trying to make my way through it. But so I did oh, see the no. movie. Um yeah. Dolomite is my name is about Rudy Ray Moore becoming famous for doing them um Dolomite. Uh, raunchy records that then making the movie so they depict the making of the movie and a lot of the people who made the movie with him uh keegan michael key plays jerry jones who wrote the movie like this um acting teacher who like was sort of kind of very high-minded uh of course eddie murphy is playing rudy ray moore titus burgess is playing his best friend mm-hmm. um Wesley Snipes is a revelation as Derville Martin. Derville Martin, I told y'all about, he's a black character actor from the 60s and 70s who's in a lot of white and black movies. And <clears throat> Wesley Snipes does an impeccable impersonation of him. I was the only person laughing. It's like the first time he opened his mouth because I guess I was the only person who's seen that many Derville Martin movies. But he did a perfect <laughs> and hilarious, like just over the top enough impersonation mm-hmm. of Derville Martin. Hey man, what's going on over here? Mm-hmm. I hollered. <laughs> I had to stifle it. Um, the movie itself, 
And also, what's the um, what's her name? The lady who plays Lady Reed. Uh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Is it is Nicole Byer? Is that her? No, it's no. not her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna look it up right quick. Uh, it's the actress. Um, her name is Divine Joy Randolph. Oh, um, yeah, she plays Lady wrong. Reed, um, who is Rudy Ray Moore, sort of kind of his like his um his partner in um in comedy oh. crime. Uh, she's really, really good. She probably has the best performance outside of Eddie Murphy. And Craig Robinson plays Ben Taylor, like his uh, friend who's a musician who um, wrote the Dolomite song. Of course he would play a musician. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the problem with the movie is the writing. The oh. script reads like somebody went to Wikipedia and researched Dolomite or just, you know, no. it sounds like a book report. They don't finesse the dialogue at all. They're just rattling off all this exposition about people's lives and what they did and stuff. Yeah, that's Durville Barton. He was in the ex. He was in uh, Rosemary's Baby. Well, I am looking up the screenwriters and um, yeah, Sky Alexander and Larry Karaszewski. I mean, very, very white. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Craig Brewer's <laughs> the director. He's also white. Um, mm-hmm. and so yeah, the writing is kind of bad. I, frankly, mm. the writing is kind of bad. Like, but the movie is funny enough, like Eddie and everybody, they're good enough to where it's still enjoyable. But you will definitely sort of kind of, every time they start talking about, man, you know, I did this and that, that, this, you'll be like, my God, it sounds like somebody turned in a paper. Um, oh my gosh. But I would still say see it because it's going to be on Netflix. Is, is it the 25th? Yeah, the, next, yeah. yeah, the 25th, so next Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Eddie Murphy's really good. I don't know about Oscar good, but he's mm-hmm. he's really good. It's nice to see him cuss in a movie again. Question, does he write? Every now and then he does. He wrote Harlem Nights, which is why he doesn't write anymore because people, the studios didn't I like Harlem, Harlem Nights. Well, like, that's, a, that's a classic. I, have I discussed how I feel about Harlem Nights in this podcast? I like the comedy parts a whole lot. The dramatic parts, I don't like at all, period. Oh. Um, the comedy stuff is classic. That's the part everybody quotes. But like, the actual plot yeah. of the movie, pfft, yeah. sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, what's I going to say? But yeah, Dolomite's My Name, it's fine. Um, I think most people mm-hmm. will enjoy it probably a little bit more than I did because you're seeing it at home. <laughs> uh, yeah. Properly lit as well, I assume. Um <laughs> And uh, they do have a lot of fun remaking a lot of those, like reenacting scenes from Dolomite as they are filming them and showing just how terrible Rudy Ray Moore is as an actor and a martial artist. Um, and I did rewatch a little bit of Dolomite. I fell asleep on it last night. Um, yeah, yeah, they did a good job. <laughs> uh, what else is on my list? Because um, there's a lot of things. I was sick and I mean, I sat in front of the, of the TV all day yesterday and just watched shit and didn't go to the gym and was very sad about it. Uh, you know, I love to go to the damn gym. Well, yeah, you're not <laughs> supposed to work out when you're sick. No, not the fuck. A, you'll hurt yourself, B, you'll get other folks sick. Uh, mm-hmm. I also went to the theater and saw The Addams Family, the, two, the brand new animated 2019 version from MGM and the studio that made Sausage Party three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this so movie. You knew what you were walking into. Okay. <laughs> well, no, no, because they, they made a family friendly movie. They did not make Sausage Party Part Two. Kind of wish they would have, unfortunately. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, um, Conrad, Vernon, and Greg um, Tiernan are the directors. Uh, and the studio is called, what's the name of that damn studio? Nitrogen Studios is the name of it, up in um, Canada. Uh, that Greg Tiernan and his wife, Nicole Stein, they run it together. Uh, so Adam's Family is a <coughs> new version of the popular Charles Adams comic strip characters who were in a TV show in the 60s, an animated show in the 70s, two very good movies in the 90s, an animated show in the 90s, two couple of very bad made-for-TV things from the late 90s forward, and this. Um, this is a very cute movie that kids will enjoy, but you should not see it in the theater. Wait till it gets on DVD or VHS or wherever the fuck, or Blu-ray or Freeform. Um, <laughs> because, unfortunately, it's cute, but it's not substantial enough to pay for and see in a theater. It feels more like a made-for-TV movie. Right. Um, they, they paint, like, not painfully, they are very strict about trying to stick to the original Charles Adams art style just in 3D. But that also translates to not using textures on the characters very often. So they look kind of, like, smooth, like, in cartoony. And they move cartoony. But, like, the art direction in general, like, the sets and everything just feels a little bit less than a feature film production should feel. So um, the characters look like macaroni and cheese. A little bit, yeah. Um, and the plot is sort of kind of the same plot you get with the Adams Family thing. Um, a reality TV show about um, home redecorating and everything, the home improvement, um, builds, a, like, a fake town, like a prefab town. They drain the marsh around the Adams Family's um, uh, mansion. And build it down there. And um, this lady played by Allison Janey, who's the star of the TV show, she, she's going to have like a, this special, this live special where she sells the houses live on the air. And she doesn't want that ugly Adams Family house in the background. She wants to, be, to scare them away or run them out so she can bulldoze it to the ground. And to that end, she gets on Next Door, the app, which in the, in the movie they call it Neighborhood Peeps and have it mm-hmm. colored with like, Easter colors, because, you know, peeps, the candy. But we know it's next door and starts mm-hmm. acting like they're black people who have moved into the neighborhood. It's like, oh, they're so dangerous. They're going to eat us all and everything. Of course, you know, the Ash family, they're weird, but they're not, they're harmless. They're just weird. Yeah. And so it's that, that's the basic plot. Wednesday wants to go to regular school and so she starts rebelling against, against Morticia, which causes friction because Gomez is like, go let her do it. And Morticia's like, no, I've never seen them fight in 37 years of watching uh, Adam's Family shit, I never seen Gomez Morticia fight until now. Yeah, I was it's like, usually, <laughs> it's usually it's the exact usually opposite. Gomez, <laughs> yeah, Gomez would say something that you would ex- that you would think would be would piss Morticia off, but it would just turn her on even more. And she would say something in French. She'd be like, "Tish, you spoke French. Say some more. Soup du jour. Apple tower. Anything." You know, they do that only once at the very beginning. I heard a podcast interview with the directors. They said they did more, but MGM had them cut it out. It was too. Mm. They they apparently went too far, which I can see. They did sausage party, so. <laughs> um, but I mean, the movie's fine. Jennifer Lewis uh, voices the eldest um, Adam's aunt. She's really good. She should do more voiceover at this, and also uh, Princess and the Frog. She's really good at voiceover because that lets her be as you know dramatic as possible. Um, right. Oscar Isaac. And, uh, the voice cast is fine. It's also. Damn stack. Oscar Isaac is Gomez, Charlize mm-hmm. Theron is Morticia, Chloe Grace Moretz is Wednesday, Finn Wolfhard is Pugsley, miscast because it was the cast before his voice changed. They recorded him after because the boy is supposed to be 11, sounds 18. 
<laughs> uh, Snoop Dogg is cousin it. He has four lines. I counted. You could have got the story artist to do that and saved you some money. But he still got that check though. That's he still got that check though. And <laughs> him, I, I would have been cousin it too. <laughs> him and the Migos and like this lady singer I don't know <laughs> did the end credit song because you know, as family movies always got to have a rap to it. <laughs> right, right. Oh, God. I'm surprised they didn't get Pharrell to produce the soundtrack. I'm surprised, too. And they did end, the very last part of the movie is a recreation, shot by shot, of the opening credits to the 1960s show, just with the animated characters. And you're probably the only person in the theater who caught that. Me and the lady, the, like the lady in my row who was like, she looked to be about my mom's age. She probably remembered that, too, so. Just just mm-hmm. us. Not, not them small <laughs> children who were sitting there throwing chicken fingers and, um, and Sundays at each other and all that kind of stuff. Oh, a lot of kids what? in there. Mm-hmm. Not not all of them well behaved. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah. So that was the Adams family. Um, what else? I have a bunch of shit. Um, El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. Did anybody else watch this? It's on Netflix. Uh, no, I've never seen Breaking Bad, so I'm probably I'm not gonna watch that. Right, it's a sequel slash midquel for Breaking Bad. It's about, if you saw Breaking Bad, this is about what happened to Jesse after the last episode. But it also sort of kind of shows what happens to him during the last few episodes as well via flashbacks, extensive flashbacks. Um, It's really good, actually. It is like a slow character study sort of a thing with a lot of tension, very Hitchcockian. Like the show was, people forget that the show was like that a lot. I think they're expecting more action and more like heavy, fast pace to it. But it matches the tone of the original heavy, show. Heavy, fast pace. That, yeah. That's not what Breaking Bad is. Right. People like it was boring, I heard people say. But like, y'all, this is what the show was. It wasn't boring. It's just, what... You got to sit there and get the feel into it. It's very, half very of, good at that. Half of Breaking, half of breaking Bad is, is dialogue and tension. What do you yeah. And that's what this was dialogue, dialogue, tension, and a little, a little bit of action here and there. Like Did you watch action. Breaking Bad when it yes. was on, Brandon? Okay. Not when it was on. <laughs> okay, but, but you've seen all of it yes. before. I, okay. I watched the uh, four seasons in like three months, and then I watched the fifth season roughly live. I'm still shocked. Okay. What, that he watched it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hype got there's... too high. I could not watch it. But there's not an ounce of singing. <laughs> Wow. Wow. wow! wow! There's no, there's no singing. There's no camp anywhere in this. Why? I don't understand. You don't Have know you my seen life. Ali? Yes, I've seen it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just like, does that mean? That, <laughs> I mean, but yeah, Ali, Ali, I think you really like El Camino. It's it's very good. Um, Vince Gilligan wrote and directed it, and um, Aaron Paul stars in it. Um, Little Monsters. This is the Lupita Nyong'o movie, or so I thought, uh, <laughs> that we talked about that had the trailer, you know, where she's the kindergarten teacher and they end up trapped in a zombie apocalypse by accident. Um, I did not know it was only coming to Hulu. I didn't either. So I was scrolling through and I was like, little monsters. And I was like, yep. oh, I didn't realize this was a Hulu movie. Right. They bought it from Sunday. Yeah, from Sunday. And so I thought they were giving it a release, but apparently it's one of those we only released it in, you know, three theaters in New York and LA to qualify for the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie actually does not star, Lu- I mean, she's the second lead. The first lead is a white man uh, named Alexander England. 
who's playing Dave, this down his luck musician who gets kicked out of his um, home with his fiance because he doesn't want to have kids. And so he ends up meeting, um, he ends up taking his nephew, because he's living with his sister, to kindergarten. And the teacher is Miss Caroline, played by Lupita Nyong'o. He falls immediately in love and volunteers to be a chaperone on this field trip to a petting zoo. And next door to the petting zoo is a U.S. military facility where they're doing um, testing on, on, on clones. That goes very wrong, creates zombies, zombies break out and start eating people. And so while the children are on their little tour and they're greeted by um, uh, Josh Gad, who's playing Teddy McGiggle, a character from PBS in this, in this universe. McGiggle? Yeah, oh Teddy God. McGiggle. <laughs> by the time they get back to the, um, to the um, what do you call it, the souvenir shop, the uh-huh. entire, uh, all the attendees, all of the people who work at the place have all become zombies. They're all trying to eat them and the children. Oh, no. So they lock themselves inside the souvenir shop. And try to figure out how they're gonna escape. Uh, Josh Gad, Teddy McGiggle immediately drops all the Teddy McGiggle shit, starts cussing up a fucking storm around them fucking kids. He starts talking his voices, fuck it, he fuck, fuck, fuck. And the thing is, on his show, they have a song <clears throat> for about people who say bad words. The kids keep singing the song. He's like, stop singing that motherfucking song. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I know I wrote it, but shit, stop singing the motherfucker. <laughs> wow. Wow. Josh Gad and Lupita are so good in this movie. Because uh, Lupita is trying her best to keep her calm, keep these kids calm, and go out there and kill some zombies so she can get to um, the um, the children's backpacks to get an uh, EpiPen for for um, the one little boy, um, <laughs> um, da- um, David's um, nephew, who accidentally has some chips with some dairy in and he's, uh, he's very allergic. Oh, so basically, she's like Arnold Schwarzenegger from Kindergarten Cop. Yes! Like, <laughs> trying to keep the kids calm, but also putting out fires. Yes. <laughs> it is the best thing I... And Lupita's good in, in a lot of shit, but this is the best shit I've ever seen her in. She is so good in this. Better goes, than us? Better than us, better than yeah. 12 Years a Slave. Because well, she's I, so I good I in it. I about 12 Years a Slave. Like, so you'll fall in love with her, too, watching this. She is so good. And no, like, because I, I won't see well, it. Well, remember, Twelve Years a Slave is a different. It needs it. It requires a right. different type of. Acting. I mean, and she was and she yeah. was Oscar good in that. She won the Oscar. She deserved it. But I'm just saying, like, she has so much range in this. Gets to do so much. She gets to be funny, dramatic, action hero. She gets to sing yeah. a song from Sesame Street to the children, and she can sing really good. I'm just like. I love you. <laughs> I know we had to. I know we had to work through a white man to get to you in this movie, but I'm okay right. with that at this point. Uh-oh. Listen, I'm still. I'm still waiting on that Twitter movie that people um, wanted Issa Rae to write a couple of years ago with her and Rihanna about yes. scamming scamming people. I'm like, I could totally see it, and I'm still waiting. Issa says she write it, so come on, y'all, let's get let's get it rolling. Alrighty. Uh, I would like to see Lupita in like funny roles because she's hilarious on her interviews. Yes, she is, and she's funny. She has in this her too. little um her rap alter ego, which I can't remember what the name is. But yeah, I know y'all said y'all don't want to see it because of the gore and everything. It's not scary. I would yeah, say I that. don't. It's not no, scary. It's, I it's don't, Very gory. I don't do zombies. I can, I watched yeah. one episode of, of Walking the Dead. Walking Dead, and I'm still I can still see it in my head. And I'm still traumatized and I would never do it again. Oh, this is way so. gorier than The Walking Dead. Oh, well, oh my God. Nope. Yep. Because <laughs> the episode I saw was enough for me. When I say they eat people, they eat people. Okay. Piece by yeah, piece. No. 
Mm-mm. Yeah. Also, so I uh, immediately after I finished that, who decided I wanted to watch a, um the Brady Bunch movie and a very Brady <gasps> sequel? I almost watched that the other day. Um, I love it. The Brady Bunch movie is still fucking funny. I think I'll go for a walk, walk outside. outside now. The girl who plays Jan is my favorite. Yes. She <laughs> is the best. Po- and Cindy with her, like, like it's like her over-exaggerated lisp. My yeah. God. Oh, so good. Cindy. Um, <laughs> the second one is a little bit less so because, like, the first yeah. one... It's funny, but it at least respects the characters. Part two makes them like they're like mental cases. They they make them dumb on purpose to make it yeah. funny. What was the what was the, like the plot of the second one? The second one is that um, Carol's supposed um, first husband, who's supposed to be dead, comes back and he's a, alive. Oh yeah, yeah. Played yeah. by Tim Matheson from um, who was the voice of Johnny Quest back in the day. Okay. Um, and um, Shelley Long and Gary Cole play um, Mike and Carol Brady in both of those movies. Right, right. And yeah. Greg, incidentally, Greg Brady's played by Christopher Daniel Barnes, who's the voice of Prince Eric in um, The Little Mermaid. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he, so in part two, they do their own singing. In part one, they actually use the original Brady Bunch kids recordings. Oh really? I didn't yes. know that. I didn't either. I just I happened to read the credits at the end, like, oh. <laughs> they huh. grabbed the vocals and did remixes in stereo. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Brady Bunch, I actually have been watching uh The H G T V show. Yeah, the renovation. I saw like the first four episodes they went through and now it's like they have more episodes that's gonna be like more like what happened, like more of behind the scenes. Right. But yeah, I watched it every week because I was like, I love the Brady Bunch. So the plot of this is that they bought the house, the original house from the from so, the 60s, and they're trying well, to make it look like the 60s again? Yes. And it okay. do, like when I t- you gotta watch it. When I say it is they got it down to a T to the freaking lingerie that Carol wore. Like they still had people like I guess you know people have bought the stuff so they some of the pieces are like authentic to the actual set like some of them like was like you know back in storage on the old studio lot right but a lot of it people like around the country had like oh I had this lamp or oh I had this statue or I have this the clock that was used in the original show and they like you know donated okay. but it's funny though because Lance Bass actually was like probably a day away from signing on the house. <laughs> and, H- and HGTV was like, oh, opportunity, wait, <laughs> let's let's get this. So they paid like triple what it was worth. And I wow. was like, shoot, I mean, sorry, Lance, but around. Because right. it was the lady, the woman who sold it, it was her, gra- her grandma that had lived there for like 50 years. Right. And like she had put up this little fence because I guess she got tired of people coming up and <laughs> ring out the <laughs> So they had to tear that down because, you know, it wasn't, like, original to what it looked like. But if you see, like, what the house actually looks like on the inside, oh, Lord. I was like, so your grandmama did not change wallpaper literally the whole time. Like, right. <laughs> it was so dated. But when I tell you, they made it look like the actual, it was incredible what they did. Incredible. Like, you should, if you're interested, I would definitely say watch it. Okay. I know they said when they did the movies, they um they asked them to restore the house. They said no, so they actually built like a fake house elsewhere. Mm. And they did that. So yeah, 
All right. Um, and so now for TV stuff. Um, Riverdale came back this week with season four. Uh, they have not started the actual season. They're, you know, the episode one, Riverdale is called In Memoriam, is dedicated to Luke Perry. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm so behind. I think I'm, am I still in season two? I don't know. I'm so far behind. You can watch this one without having watched the rest because the thing is, it's like. I feel like I just, I don't, at this point, I don't even know if I want to have to catch up because it's so much stuff. Like, I yeah. think I just might start anew. Like, go, just go ahead, jump into this season and not worry about right. going back. And this episode <laughs> is, they drop all the mess and all the foolishness and all the melodrama. And they make this very tender, sad, Aww. emotional episode about Archie, about um, Fred Andrews, who was Luke Perry's character, Archie's dad. He ends up getting hit by a car and dying. Okay, he was, I was he, just about to ask. Like, yeah. Because he was helping a lady who is a being played by Sharon Dorothy, Dorothy, um, Dor- from nine hundred two one zero, with her tire. Yeah, because I saw I saw a post on Instagram that she was, and I was like, "Wait, how much of the show have I missed? Has she been on there for a minute?" No, no. But okay, this makes sense because I saw her right. saying that she got to like pay tribute to him, and I was like, "Oh, right." She was just a special guest for this episode. Yeah, because I saw Lily Reinhardt's post, and I was like. Okay, scrolling past because you are not about to make me cry. Her post was like really sweet. Right, it's a beautiful episode too. Like, and I know that Riverdale is sold for mess, and we're here for mess, and I want the mess to continue. But I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind if every six episodes we could just you know do one of these with one of the characters. You know, no, they gave you this one. They're gonna get right back. <laughs> They're gonna get right back to, to the drama. Next, there you go. This week, yeah. actually, not next week. Yep. This week. Yeah, <laughs> next week they'll be. There'll be ample leg or whatever it is else that they're doing. Right. Yeah. Somebody going to be right back to the, whatever, the whorehouse. That girl. Ain't she running a whorehouse? Yes. Uh, Veronica? Uh-uh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Speak easy. Um, Penelope Blossom, Cheryl's mother, ran a whorehouse. Oh, well, you know. See, I wasn't too far off. I was close. <laughs> I knew it. Um, Somebody had the whorehouse. KJ Appa, the young um, New Zealand man who's playing Archie in Whiteface. Um, wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. I mean, he is playing Archie in Whiteface. He's not white. Um, Stop. <laughs> we've talked on, because I reviewed the show with Mojo and TV Movie Mistress. We reviewed this episode already. Please go listen to TV Movie Mistress to check that out. Um, he, We've talked a lot about his inability of acting. He's, you know, very pretty. Lots of abs, lots of dimples, lots of chest. No acting ability really that much. Um, somewhere over this summer break, the boy went to acting school. Either that or just the Luke Perryness of it all brought a really emotion <laughs> out of him. Um, but I swear to God, I watched that episode, Latria. I watched it, Ollie, and I saw Archie Andrews for the first time in this entire program. Mm. Like the Archie I knew from the comic books. As a real person. He was that good. What about him? What about him exemplified the archiness of it all? The that just that pure heartedness of Archie, the like that the love for his father as he's given the eulogy, the hard headedness, all of it came together for once. And I don't mean I to mean, disparage KJ. I mean, I'm certain KJ watches the shows like I could be better, I could be better. He's he's trying to be better. He also has to do an uh, American accent, which is never easy especially for a young actor. But, like, he was so good in this that I swear he Archie 
finally became a three-dimensional character in this episode, and I really appreciated it. Mm. Um, less successful, um, I watched the series premiere of Nancy Drew, which is also Uh-oh. in the CW. Ali, which, go on mute. Which is, I guess, <laughs> I suppose they saw Riverdale, they wanted a companion show, because it's the companion show to Riverdale. It's the same show almost over again. They live, are, um, where does Nancy Drew Hi, live does, in the books? Wh- in when River Heights. Uh, is that in Maine? Okay. No, that's so that is a fake town. Okay, it's okay. called River Heights. All right, sorry. Go ahead, Latria. Also, when does the spinoff come on with uh, Josie and the Pussycats? Oh, Katie that's... King airs in January. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, be a while. Um, I was just trying to make sure I didn't miss it. Right. <laughs> Nancy Drew is a a high school dropout. She dropped out her second semester of senior year. Oh, okay. Didn't graduate. Uh, didn't go to college um, because, you know, like, she was uh, too busy. Her mother died, and she's been mm. dealing with her mother's passing. Um, so she stays in the town. She works at a diner. George is her manager, and Bess also works there. And Ace, Ace in the in the books, are, uh, um, no. at least some, a dude named Ace works there. Her boyfriend is Nick um uh, is um Ned. Ned Nickerson, who in this version is um uh, a light skinned black man with 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 two C hair. <sighs> Negro uh, Ned. Yes. Um and apparently with a criminal past, um serious cr- felony criminal past. Um there is no ace in the books, but continue. Right. Uh, he's probably going to he's probably going to be the thing that is going to drive a wedge. Between Nancy and Ned. Probably. And the episode begins with the the murder in the parking lot of the diner Nancy Drew works at of a rich, rich socialite. Um, and they have to try to solve it. And it's tied somehow to this ghost story about this prom queen who committed suicide in, two, in the year 2000. I see. Um, question. Mm-hmm. Um, does Nancy uh, happen to befriend or know another girl by the name of George? Yeah, George is her manager at the um, at the diner. They're not friends. Okay. All right. So, George. All right. Cool. All They're right, not friends. They, they, they went to high school together, but they are not friends. They are um, frenemies at absolute best. Adversaries more commonly. Mm-hmm. I see. Ali, you, George... didn't watch, you didn't watch the episode? I didn't watch the, the pilot just yet. Oh, okay. Um, I, I actually, funnily enough, when we started um, the show, um, it was on in the background. <laughs> uh, in, uh, because you can stream it for free on the CW website. Yeah, mm. yeah I was I was kind of bored. I'll be Uh-oh. honest. Um, didn't, didn't really care too much for it. Yeah, so I I kind of, I feel like as if um, a show like like this would probably be would probably do best if it was it would maybe maybe needs to be handled by a different team because you see the other problem is that this show has come out too it's too late <laughs> if you think about it right because um, uh, Kristen Bell who who plays um, Veronica Mars, right? And also she plays the one of the leads in... She is the lead in A Good Place. Right. In The Good mm-hmm. Place. She played such a good version of 
of what is essentially like the the more contemporary version of Nancy Drew, which is Veronica Mars back in the early 2000s, right? right. And funnily enough, it was on the WB. Right. So, WB. Right. So oh. this so this show right here, like this is if if <clears throat> for, you know, this show right here, if it doesn't meet that sort of energy or better, it's just gonna be boring. <laughs> right? Because it's just and also the person who's playing Nancy Drew. Um what what has she done besides this? Or is this like her debut? Uh, I don't know. I didn't like. I, I didn't like her. I'm sorry. She was also. They wrote her as bratty and standing and talking back to her dad a whole bunch, even though she's staying in her father's house. Let's see, you know, uh, you know, <sighs> I, I don't like, like that shit. Uh, Kennedy the- McMahon is her name. Um, he, she has no blue link on Wikipedia, which means that she probably, um, she was born in 1996. Dear God in heaven. Oh wow! Meddling kids, uh, she she's only been on a show called Gone. I think that's that show that was on ABC. One one of them shows by people who were lost or whatever. A show mm-hmm. called Law. Oh, um, she was on SVU for one episode. I mean, saying. hasn't everybody been on? <laughs> right. I mean, this is the first thing she's been on more than one episode of. So I was about to say, hasn't hasn't SVU uh, been on for about about a hundred years? Yes. No. One hundred and three. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, this, so she's brand new more or less for the most part. She's brand new. Okay, she's it's, not bad. It's just that the writing is bad. Well, I mean, you also said that it doesn't. It's not a very endearing character to start off with, right? right? Like it's not so. You know, uh, the thing what is though, right off the bat, Veronica Mars. I the the way Kristen Bell acts, she has that sort of a dry, sort of quirky um, sense of humor about. Her acting, which is how they wrote Veronica Mars for her. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, she gets along with everybody, even, like, people she doesn't like on the show. It's this really cute back-and-forth um, way of of, um, of of acting where everybody has, like, a really, a, a really nice retort for each other that's really quippy. And even with her father, like, um, her father on the show, it's... They, they have a really cute um, father-daughter relationship where it's basically he keeps on he keeps on teasing her about stuff and he teases and she teases him back and it's almost like as if they're like teammates as a, because they're again Veronica Mars her her mother isn't around too so it's like right. that's what I was saying it's like a mirror of Nancy Drew except this is the contemporary version right so yeah it's I mean I mean I'm watching like I said I was watching the I was watching the the um the pilot like um, while when we just first first started, and I'm sorry, but I mean Nancy Drew banging the 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 um, the the light skinned boyfriend um, opening shot. It's just oh wow! It's just not what I was. <laughs> it's not what I expecting. Like it's just it, it's weird <laughs> because they went there on the CW. Yes, they yeah. did. <laughs> are are you sure? Are you sure you're watching Nancy Drew and not the off-brand title Nancy Screw? I know. Right? I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw this foe. Hi, Tammy. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? At first, I was like, "Whose TV is playing? Like, am I hearing this? What's going on?" This is not. This is not. Tammy, have you have you Nancy read? Screw. <laughs> 
Have you read um, any of the Nancy Drew books? This is some fan fiction. That's Actually, what this is. <laughs> a really long time ago, yes. And like the old ones, you know, like, like old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like I read the really old ones too. Right. And yeah, I don't remember like much, but there's a way to upgrade characters. So that way, and I was just using the example of Veronica Mars as a way to, you know, take a character that people may have known vaguely about and just sort of upgrade her to be like this time and just give her more, give her more, a little bit of an edge and just, you know, make it more, you know, fun and upbeat and, you know, make make mystery solving not so campy, basically. Right. And Edgy. that's what happened. They couldn't give her like a face tattoo or something. But, it may yeah, as well have. This this <laughs> one just makes her this one just makes her boring and and bratty and just kind of like a really nosy sort of girl who just there's this there's few like forgiving traits so far about her. Right. It's you know for somebody who's the lead, you need to like really be on her side from like day one. Yeah, I don't know if the show's going to make it. And the last thing I watched was The Flash. I don't know what happened. I was violently bored. Um, I'm just Ooh. I'm just catching, what? trying to catch up so that I can make sure this Crisis on Infinite Earths thing happens and I understand what's going on. But they've kind of lost the voices of the characters. I don't... Uh, no. Not me and my God. I'm sorry. That's uh-huh. it. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, if I could go, well, if I could go second, because I saw, because since you're catching up for Crisis on Infinite Earth, I saw the first episode of Black Lightning. Okay. This season. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know what happened. Between... <laughs> is, this, is this a good? I don't know, or a bad? I thing? don't know what happened between last season, this season, but somebody must have fired some writers. Because this show started off, this season starts off really good. I am, I am, I was, I just sat there like with my Listen, mouth probably, just Listen, they're probably open. just happy that they actually have another season because, you know. Celine was, Michael out here um, right. having sex scandals on the set. They were a little worried. I yeah. don't understand what happened. Like, did they just like do a complete overhaul? Like, these people, their lines don't sound trash. They... They're acting. I don't even understand what is going on. Like this is a this is a brand new show. They leveled up. They yeah, leveled, they leveled up. up. Listen, they're this, just like, okay, we're gonna use this opportunity to come back, and we're gonna we're gonna do it big. We're gonna come ahead. Yeah, and do good work. I mean, it's it's good. I, I, yeah. So so um. Look, do yeah, I need to tune they, back in? Because I never even finished. First season. I mean, let me let me try the second um, episode just to make sure that this isn't just one of those, you know, um, flukes. But yeah, they, <laughs> they, they're just trying to draw you in. They're gonna go back to right. the same old bullshit. <laughs> so the premise of this this new season is that the um, the the children, the kidnapped children with um, abilities um that were being experimented on they've been broken out of the facility and so what you oh, have wow. now is a town and the surrounding area is full of meta kids on the run which is pro- which is good fodder for writing when you have a show that's predominantly about people abusing their uh, special abilities oh, right I'm very behind so so yeah so now you have um also, you have uh, the character of of Jefferson, um, who is Black Lightning. He he, on the other hand, has been sort of not really. 
I wouldn't say captured, but he is now under, under, um, uh, he, he is now in the facility. So he's like the one person who's in the facility, him and Lynn together. Yeah, I saw, I kept seeing, um, that because I think when I was watching Batwoman, I saw mm-hmm. them play that trailer of them like dressed in all white going yes. down the hallway. Yep. That's right. Walking. So he is in this facility and they are keeping the government agency that Gamby used to work for, they are keeping watch over him. And um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, Wait, is Gamby good or bad? He's, or is he like a double agent? He's on their side. Yeah, he's definitely on the Je- um the he's definitely John Jefferson's side. Oh, okay. Uh meanwhile, Jennifer um and and the and Anissa, they are now left with they, it's basically now just a three person team for a while of them and Gamby. Um because as you know, Jennifer um now is trying to figure out her powers and and actually not try to run away from responsibility. That's um uh, China's character, yep. the youngest one. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And um yeah, it's it's I thought that was a good episode. I hmm. I really liked it for an opening. Um I won't tell you what happens at the end because it blows right. the spoiler, but but anyways, it it this seems to be a really good opener for this season. Well, so I might I'm have going to check to, it out. Yeah, I'm going to stick around and, and watch what happens. Because eventually, and again, as Brandon alluded to, eventually Black Lightning will be on the crossover episode, Crisis yeah. on Infinite Earth. In December. Yeah. Right. Ali, you also saw Batwoman. Me I saw too. Batwoman. <laughs> oh, you saw it too, Latria? Uh-huh. Uh-oh. Yeah. I thought it was okay. okay. I mean, I don't know why <laughs> people... <laughs> Okay. Oh, this it is. <laughs> so, well, well, no, I... Okay, go ahead, Ali, and then I'll say what I So, thinking. I didn't think it was exciting. Right. Um, But I don't think... Because people were really freaked out that, um, you know, like, oh, my God, this... this You know, and of course, most of the people who freaked out about this before were very problematic. SJW nonsense. Yeah, so it was a bunch of... Bunch of whiny um, incels. Boys. Yeah. <laughs> yes, incels. Whiny... Now, now that I know what that means, I just like yeah. using it. <laughs> like, what gonna... like, what am I going to do this afternoon after watching Joker? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Pretty much. Wow. Pretty much, right? Wow. I mean, here they are in their mother's basement, you know, eating meatloaf and the cheese it's. Yeah, and not and not knowing Drinking what to do with themselves. <laughs> Come on, yeah. you can't microwave meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do, and that's that's this why they're true. mad because they're eating dry meat. <laughs> 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 but I I, ex- I expected it to hit all the points that it's supposed to. Right, the the moment she um shows up on the scene, they waste no time in showing the fact that hey, you know, you know, this is. They tell you exactly what kind of show you're watching, right? So if you are mm-hmm. a problem, if you are a problem with watching LGBTQ people uh, having lead roles on TV, then mm-hmm. this is not the show for you. So they show you right off the bat. This this is her, and she has uh, at least uh, uh, at least used to have a girlfriend whom she was very a black popular girlfriend in. too. Exactly. So if you don't <laughs> if you don't like LGBTQ stuff and you don't like interracial stuff, then you 
are sorely in the wrong place. So, yeah, um, I thought the action was was fine. I don't understand the explanation as to why Bruce Wayne is just kind of gone. They just did not explain it. They just it's, he he's been gone for three years and nobody knows where he is. It's or very hand wavy. Yeah, nobody's very talking to him or anything. And that just doesn't <laughs> it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But they're trying to. But the thing is that because they only need that explanation to sort of justify why she needs to um, not just show back up to Gotham, but to stick mm-hmm. around. Yeah. Right. And it's you know you have to you have to be able to buy it. I feel like as if to make this to make this show work for you. Also, where the right? hell has she been, and how long has she been gone? Well, I think that's why they're going to be doing yeah. flashbacks. They, I will say, they do have a lot of potential with like the different plot lines that became like revealed with it, like you know, by the end of the first episode. Right. Like, there's a lot of potential. I don't think it. It wasn't like amazing, but it wasn't bad. I just feel like there were some misses. Like some of the voiceover stuff was kind of cheesy, and like like the first. 10 to 15 minutes when she was, like, coming back into town on her motorcycle, I was like, oh, my God. Like, it just, it looked kind of cheap. Yeah. With the way so, that it was shot. And I was like, ooh. But by, not, by the mid sorry, to end of the episode, it got better. And I just feel like they do have a lot of potential with, like, a lot of people are clearly shady and not who they seem to be. Right. So, I'm excited. Also, so Ruby Rose is, like, the most handsomely beautiful woman. She's just nice to look at. Like, so, how can you not watch the show? Couple just... of things I just don't understand because I was telling Brandon this about, I brands about this yesterday. Every time Ruby Rose turns around, it's like she's yeah. a handsome man, and now she's she a beautiful is like woman. handsome and, and beautiful at the same man. time. And I'm like, damn it, you're confusing same... me. I, right. I don't know. I don't know how to feel. <laughs> it's like uh, you can't not watch her because it's like why? I just I don't know. Why? Okay. Maybe you're, maybe we're just not used to a strong, independent woman in television. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. But, yes, but handsome she, uh, and feminine at the same time. I respect her, but I like her. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many thoughts. And, and it's then, so seamless. It's just like, yeah, she wow. Throws on, she throws on a leather jacket and I'm just like, and then she's from the behind. I'm like, dang, that's, a, that's really rugged looking. Holy Listen, shit. And like I was telling you in the chat, I was like, you know, I have never seen an unattractive person from Australia. Where are the ugly people? Not a one. I don't know what's in the placenta of the mothers (laughs) in Australia, but clearly everybody is fine over there. Everybody. They they all have pouches. They're all marsupials. Yes. I don't know what it is, but I have... Like, everybody in, like, Hollywood, I have not seen an unattractive person that has come from Australia. So, I have a feeling that the gestation period is a lot longer back there. Serious? Serious? What is going on? You know, it's it's the nine months in the womb, and then, uh, as Tammy suggested, at least one to two months in the pouch. Right? Absolutely. It's moist in there. Really moist. There you go. (laughs) But, uh, but, yeah, so there there seems to be potential. So, I I give the show an okay. Okay. And Ali, you also watched Carmen San Diego on Netflix season two. This show oh is God. so good. Did you watch the, all of season two? All of season two. Uh, okay, wait, wait. I got one question. Mm-hmm. Is there any rock cappella? 
Rockapella. Rockapella. Okay, oh. oh, oh. Um, so they okay, unfortunately they revamped this song. Mm. So it's not <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're not gonna yeah, you're not gonna you do get you do get um sort of what do you call it? Um there's a there's a reminiscent beat in the in the opening, but unfortunately. <laughs> Do we get to hear the bass drop? Like what? what, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no bass drop. I'm sorry. Okay, mm. <laughs> they didn't update it that much. Good. They so, make it. It's like it's like a serious cartoon. But this, like, it might like, as well be live action. Honestly, right. So yeah. I remember. I remember. Um, so Brandon will tell you that um, before. So there was the Brandon. Um, please help me with the order of events. Right. Is it Video first game was, first, then uh-huh. the TV show on PBS with the uh, Rockapella song that was a game show hosted by right. Lynn Thigpen. Then cartoon show on Fox Kids. Yes, Fox Kids. Okay. Yes. So I so I started watching it around the cartoon show, right? Mm, yeah. And, but I know about the the um the live action game show before it, and mm. so they revamped that character completely because in the original cartoon it was the two young people who were traveling the world um in search mm-hmm. of Carmen San Diego to try to thwart her from stealing um yep. priceless artifacts um from all over right, right. and right. It, they, 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 the whole idea is the gimmick is they ne- they will never catch her however they the the experience and the knowledge of culture and geography that they learn on the way is 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 um you know, ir- irreplaceable. Basically, it's just you know, yeah, right. And that that was just the the way to teach kids about geography and just you know the, to be make them more worldly and whatnot, yeah. which is great. Mm-hmm. So they, they they pretty much keep the same um, gimmick going, where essentially Carmen San Diego um, is able to thwart you know most of um, getting captured and whatnot, and she travels the world and and whatnot in search of these priceless artifacts everywhere however instead of it being from the two people's the young two young people's perspective it is from it is more a Carmen San Diego story as opposed to mm-hmm. following these these young people trying to catch her in doing so she actually does gain um, these the two same young people from the original cartoon show. However, instead of trying to catch her, they are on her side because right. they changed up why Carmen San Diego is actually traveling the world trying to find these artifacts. And she's not like the criminal that we think she is. Exactly, and I mm-hmm. I won't go too far into that because that would be a spoiler. But this second season builds on the the this pretty much this really great premise, and it is just so good because cool. season two has a bomb drop near the end, Uh-oh. and I was just I was just twitching on the floor. I was <laughs> like, oh my god, am I really am I really am I really here standing so hard for this for this cartoon? Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> so right. yeah, um, it's a it's a really good show, guys. Um, it's on Netflix. Um, if you have Netflix, please go ahead and support the show. Um, season it should. I would really like a season three. I think everyone should watch it. Also, if you have young people in your lives, whom you want to to give the opportunity um, to you know to learn not just hey here's a, a cool cartoon, but also you learn a lot 
from watching this show um, because they, they do a really good job of of making learning about different um, cultures really fun. And the show is so diverse. They really yeah. lean hard on the fact that Carmen Sandiego is a person of color. <sighs> okay. Mm-hmm. And they lean hard into the fact that the people that she interacts with are from all from different walks of life and ethnicities and they use their ethnicities not just as a hey we're a diverse show but it actually plays a role in the wider show so go ahead and watch it all right um latria um well the first thing i watched batwoman we already talked about that Mm -hmm. um the second thing is I watched uh, "Isn't It Romantic" because it's on HBO. Oh, with um, our, with uh, quote unquote with our Rebel girl, Wilson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> their girl, Rebel Wilson. Uh, I watched that yesterday, and it's basically like this woman. She what happens is she ends up like getting mugged in the subway, and she gets away. But when she gets up to run away, she runs smack into like a metal beam. And, like, knocks herself out. And so she wakes up in... Uh, and she's trapped in, like, a real-life romantic comedy. <laughs> so it's... Uh, it was it was okay. Like, it was on, and I wasn't really paying too much attention to it. It's kind of like a cheesy, like, you know, romantic comedy. It's, it's exactly what you would expect it to be. Okay. No more, no less. Um, it was all right. But I was like... I saw it on HBO and I was like, you know, I'm going to check it out just to see if it's actually good. And it was it was all right. I probably wouldn't watch it again. Gotcha. But it was all right. Um, and then also yesterday, because of the, all the Tyler Perry talk, <laughs> I was like, you know, I feel in the mood <laughs> to watch a Tyler Perry project. And I saw uh, that Boo, a Medea Halloween was on. It was on USA. And so I didn't want to watch it last. I recorded it. And I watched it yesterday, and I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> I was laughing the whole time. I think it's just because I knew not to take it seriously. Right. Um, but it was actually, like, I forgot how much I liked Medea as a character, because I haven't watched a Medea movie in I don't know how long. Medea is funny. Um, yeah, like, the oh my God, her and Bam, like... That doggone Cassandra, is it Davis? Yeah, Cassie Davis. Cassie Davis, I love her. Um, so the two of them together are hilarious. So the movie was just, I mean, it was ridiculous, but it was like, I actually enjoyed, like, even when I got up to go to, like, to the bathroom, I had to pause it so I didn't miss nothing. Like, <laughs> if I had to, like, get up and do something, I'm like, oh, let me pause it so I won't miss anything. But, um, yes, it was funny. I actually want to see the second one now, so I'm in, I need them to put that on TV. Yeah, I've seen the first one. I have not seen the second one, so, yeah. Yeah, I also, Ali alerted me that uh, on YouTube, they were playing Twitches uh, live, like, all week. Yeah, apparently, like, Disney and Channel. So it was li- literally, as soon as it ended, it was start over again. So I literally watched it, like, three times last week. I had no idea. Tia Tamara? Tia yes. and Tamara, yeah. It, and I own Twitches and Twitches 2 on DVD, but I was like, oh, well, shoot, it's on YouTube. I just, you know, <laughs> press play. So I have a question. I love that. This is love a thing. That movie. This is a thing that apparently Disney Channel is doing because they have a... Obviously, Disney Channel has its own YouTube channel. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that because I was like, oh, they have a, a channel because I saw that they have a lot of, like, some of their shows. Like, they have, like, full episodes of, like, some of their, um, like, old shows that they have. And apparently, they have some shows that are, like, YouTube only. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm wondering, I'm like, so when the app comes, is all of this going to be stripped from here? I'm wondering. Probably not. I think they're using Probably. it to get YouTube ad revenue. Oh, Probably. Okay. So the last thing I watched today, um, the read on Fuse. Oh, because I was wondering. So, I was going to ask yeah. if I watched it. Because I don't, I was like looking and I don't think I have the Fuse channel. So I was like, well, dang. So I was going to go online, but then I saw, um, I think somebody had mentioned that they're like, oh, you can watch the full episode on YouTube. And I was like, oh, well, thank you very much. Really? <laughs> so I pulled up YouTube and I watched it. It's um, it's a very shortened version of the podcast, basically, which they say, like, they said that that's exactly what it was going to be. Um, they got to use all their words. I was, because I was wondering, like, <laughs> How you know it is they would be they yep. they use you know they said nigga couple times okay. all the curse words okay Crystal even used the f word that I can't say but okay. she can say all right um so I was like okay good it's not censored that's exactly what I wanted because I would hate for them to have to be on cable and not be able to use all their words um so it was cool I'm interested to see like how you know how it'll be. Uh, from here on out, Jesus and Miro were the first guests. Of course. So they That's were on pick. there. Oh, so they have So, guests. yeah, so it's okay. free. It's like on YouTube. If you just go, you know, type in the read, you, you know, it'll pull up on the Fuse channel on YouTube. So y'all can watch it. It's don't only mind. like 30 minutes. Oh, well, don't mind if or I maybe, do. Maybe 20 something because there's like no ads. Yeah, yeah, there's no, like, they'll, they'll say, like, we'll be right back. But then, like, two seconds later, they come back. So. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, that is all that I have watched this okay. week. Okay. Uh, Tammy, did you have anything besides um, the movie about um, the multiple versions of um, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Oh, Multiplicity? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a good I've got movie, a by the way. Uh, it was. Oh, Michael Keaton. Okay. Uh, yes. Um, I saw a couple things this week. Uh, El Camino, actually. Yes. Um, oh, Brandon watched that. Yeah, we talked yeah. about it before we got on. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I didn't think it was necessary. Um, I'm not a diehard fan. I've seen all the show, but it's kind of like on the background kind of stuff. But right. it had great acting. I was entertained. Um, it was good. I even actually rewound um, some parts of it and like show Jeremy, who's kind of not in the room at the time, like, hey, you should watch this part. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Just, it was nice. I enjoyed it. Um, and then uh, uh, we saw The Dead Don't Die. Oh, um, the movie with everybody in it. Yeah. Where was uh, that? Um, it was a uh, Jim uh, Jim Jarmish. No, like, what did, did you see? It? Is that in the movies or? What did you see? Oh, um, it's on rental now. Yeah. Oh, okay. It came out yeah. in June. It's I feel like that title sounds familiar. Yeah, it came out in June. Yeah. In the it is. It's Jim Jarmish's take on zombie movies. <laughs> uh, Jeremy's a big Jim oh, Jarmish. Oh, clearly <laughs> something that I won't be watching. Okay. Yeah. It's, <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, nope. it's, it's definitely an acquired taste. Like, not even the zombie stuff. It's. Only lovers left alive. I use that as my only example. <laughs> That's a much better movie, but uh, it's um, it, there's a lot of fourth wall, and that part's kind of good. Um, but the movie, it's the most random, pointless, like trolley oh. kind of. Oh. Uh, so I mean, if if you don't care, um, <laughs> you're not expecting any kind of closure. <laughs> plot um it, it might be entertaining uh oh. but 
it's Uh-oh. I don't know how to describe it, like without going too much into detail with spoilers and stuff. So it's it's an interesting watch. If you want something definitely different, that is funny, um, but not all the time funny. Um, and Tom Waits is in it. So if that kind of tells you the type of movie it is, it's a movie with a lot of Tom Waits. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, other than that, um, Mass Singer. Ah. Yes. Slowly converting everybody with me. To watch yeah, you are. Show. Like I was on Facebook. Like, so do I need to watch this now? It's so fun. It's, I'm trying it's to figure out fun. who these people are. Seriously, like, and they're so positive. Surprisingly, like you have these people that you might not know them for singing, or they might actually be wonderful singers you haven't seen in a while. And all the judges are super nice. If you just mute it every time Jenny McCarthy is talking, it's the perfect, <laughs> mm-hmm. absolutely perfect. Oh, wow. And. You know, even like even when they're singers that obviously aren't great singers or trained singers, and they're not even like auto tune singers. I mean, they're they're bless their hearts for trying singers. You know, mm-hmm. um, even then, all the judges are super nice. Saying, "Hey, it takes a lot to dress up like you know a six foot flower and come out here, or whatever." You know, like right. It's like the nicest show, and it's funny, and and I love it. And the whole aspect of trying to figure out who people are, because um, from like an animation point of view, like I'm always like look at the way they move and how they're presenting themselves and what's natural to them. Because um, like some people that have like a dance background obviously move differently, right? People Mm -hmm. that are used to performing and working the crowd, they always work the crowd. They go into the front. They have to kind of have that personal moment with someone in the front to do their song. Like that's their thing. Um, People that aren't comfortable stand differently, move differently. You know, it's, it's a fun exercise in character design and, and understanding like movement and stuff, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm a special niche group for watchers of that, but <laughs> keep watching it. Um, uh, I'm Team Fox. If you guys start watching it, it's great. Um, I saw Mystery Men because we just got on a Tom Waits kick, apparently. Um, uh, to give you some background here, after watching Gemini Man, I'm like, I want to go watch Mystery Men. And if you've seen Mystery Men, it's not a great movie. Right. <laughs> Spoilers for review later. Uh, then in Jurassic Park, because AMC, I love them. They play it twice in a row. I will always put it on. Okay. Every time. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go ahead back on back. to the news. Yes. All right. First up, trailer talk. Um, onward. New DreamWorks. Not DreamWorks. Uh, Disney Pixar movie. Looks like a DreamWorks movie. You know uh, what? You know what? <laughs> you know what? I don't mean that you in a what? bad way. I mean uh-huh. that in a way Ooh. of they don't always make movies about boys, boys <laughs> and anthropomorphized <laughs> characters that look like people in DreamWorks. Like, it's something incredible. And it just, just looks way different. Like, the character yeah. designs look very DreamWorks to me. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in, it looks like how to train your dragon sort of a way. Um, oh, I was um, waiting for the eyebrow raise any minute. I, any I, minute. Look at the poster. Look at Chris Pratt's character. It's there. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, so the movie stars the voices of Tom Holland and Chris Pratt as two brothers who lost their dad and try to bring their... They are elfin brothers who live in, like, a magical world. They're trying to bring their dad back. The spell goes haywire. They only bring back... the the bottom half of him. So he's basically walking pants. And so they have to travel <laughs> to get like, like some like mystical object in order to bring their dad back all the way. That doesn't do leg day, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh. I, I really wasn't in it with the first trailer. I'm like, oh, okay, sure, whatever. But the second trailer, uh, just the pants got me. I'm like, okay, I'm yes, in this weird stuff. I'm okay, let's I, do this. <laughs> I'm so I'm, and also the pants the top of the pants is a is a is a shiny weird portal into whatever universe 
something. Mm-hmm. It's it's very strange. <laughs> I need to know more about these pair of legs in Paris. Right. I'm intrigued. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it comes out in March, so we'll see it then. Jungle Cruise, starring Dwayne Johnson mm-hmm. and Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt's basically Indiana Jones as a woman. Uh, she hires Dwayne Johnson, who is a schlocky sort of a jungle cruise operator, to help her explore the real jungle. And they go off on an adventure, the two of them and her brother, who's not in the trailer. He's like a flamboyant gay person, because I remember controversy because they hired a straight actor to play the part. They don't have it in the trailer on purpose. Um, So So basically, so basically you just described the plot of The Mummy. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) I got that vibe. I'm like, is Wayne Johnson Mm -hmm. getting flashbacks from Mummy 2 working on this one? Yes. (laughs) What was I going to say? And it's based, of course, Tammy knows this, on a ride at Disneyland, Jungle Cruise. Oh, Tammy knows. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, when they said the backside of water, I cheered. And I was like at work and people are staring. I mean, um, <laughs> but I don't care. I knew, I knew that was an inside joke because they said it on the trailer. And I was like, I don't get it. So that must be an inside joke to the actual ride. Yeah, a lot that was in the trailer that, you know, that initial sequence of, uh, you know, con man kind of Jungle Cruisey thing, that was all pretty much stuff that's in the ride. Like the hippos popping up. And of course, it's not controlled by the skipper, but, you know, they had it all there. And like the backside of water is actually a line that the skippers say on the Jungle Cruise. Right. Mm. (laughs) The whole thing's just punny. It just puns all the way through for like 15 minutes. It's delightful. But now it's The Rock giving us puns 15 minutes through with... uh, Jungle Poppins? No, no. I'm going with this. Jungle Poppins. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, yeah. God. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's directed by, I, um, I guess, Hame Colette Sarah, who Dwayne Johnson also wants to direct Black Adam. So I will be going to see this in July and be studying it very closely. Ooh, Black Adam's going to be so family friendly. <laughs> 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 and finally, so tra- I like I like the trailer. To be completely honest, it looks like, fine. Me too. Was, yeah, it looks good. I was it looks fine. Yeah. Whenever The Rock appears in a in a production, I'm always like, eh, because you know, there's always that 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 very very real chance that he's just gonna completely ham it up and be be super super mask and uh and, and all that you know the, whatever that energy that he has. And no. It's almost like as if somebody, I don't know who it was, but somebody somebody must have spoken to him or there's a whole <laughs> different kind of energy going on there. He's really giving me, he's giving me some strong Brandon Fraser in his prime acting. <laughs> that <here>. delights me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. I miss Brandon Fraser and the world tried to bring him back and then we got that, uh, that DC show that's I not even know. on the channel. Doom yeah, Patrol. I was just thinking about him too the other day. Like, yeah, he, where is what happened to him? He's on Doom. Well, we we know what happened to him. He got abused by Hollywood, basically physically, sexually, and otherwise. Um, what? On, yeah, there's like, this wonderful interview. Um, as an adult, as an adult. Yeah. Whoa, I did not know that. Um. Yikes. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Tammy says it's an interview where he talks about the whole thing. It's like a basically he did too many of his own stunts. One, and so his uh. body broke down, and then like. Somebody who was the head of some organization basically sexually molested him at one point, and then he tried Damn. to get the person fired, and he got blackballed as a result. Um, as also Tammy mentioned, he's on the DC Universe show, Doom Patrol, which you have to have the app to see. Oh, 
Um, it's it's a good show, but he also only he's only in a couple of episodes because he does the voice of Rocket Man. I mean, Robot Man. He's in a few episodes as himself to show Robot, Robot Man's backstory before he became a robot. Um, mm. The other trailer, speaking of DC stuff, is for Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Um, <laughs> A.K.A. Um, Harley Quinn and the Supremes. Um, <laughs> which is the best way to describe it. It's a Harley Quinn movie. And oh, by the way, the Birds of Prey are in it too. Um, I knew that going in. People were very angry when they saw the trailer and didn't know that going in to watch the trailer. Um, it looks fine. I can't really discern if it's good or bad or otherwise at this point. It looks great. I will say that. Matthew Libetalk is the um, cinematographer. And Kathy Yance, the director, they're doing a good job of all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, it stars, you know, Journey Bell. We don't, you know, we, we've already mm-hmm. discussed this on the show. Journey Bell as Black Canary. Mary Elizabeth Winstead as the Huntress. Cassandra, um, uh, Ella, what's her name? Um, Ella Bosco as Cassandra Kane And Rosie Perez as uh, Renee Montoya. So we will see. These are all very popular DC characters. We will see what goes on. People are mad because Sandra Kane speaks in the trailer because the character in the comics does not because she's a trained assassin. Um, I guess they decided we want her to talk in the movie. So people are mad about um, that. Is Cassandra Kane orphan? Yes. Okay, so she, okay, that's why. Because that's that's. Well, hello. Hello. Ali. Okay. Oh, Uh-oh. sorry, sorry. Did the I'm aliens here. get you? <laughs> I'm here. Hello. Yeah, there yes. you go. What yeah. happened? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. But anyways, I was gonna say I was I forgot what I had forgotten what um her civilian name was. I know what her like her hero superhero name. Is, name. Yeah. Check your recording yeah. to Ali. Make sure it didn't stop or anything crazy like that. Okay. Um. Testing. But- testing. Yes, I'm still recording. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> Birds of Prey comes out in February, which means don't get your hopes up for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might be good, but it comes out hey, in February. That's not January. That's right. not January. At least it's not January. No, that's true. Um, what and comes no, out in January is the last thing on the list I just added. Um, Doolittle. Oh. The remake of the remake of the remake of Dr. Doolittle, starring Robert Downey Jr., oh. was supposed to come out in April. But oh. uh, Universal got cold feet about putting it out so close to Endgame. So they pushed it back. And also it had production problems. So they pushed it back to January and did massive reshoots and re-edits and everything. Oof. Um, if I could talk to the animals, the animals would tell me this movie might be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> like they're treating it like it's a Johnny Depp lead movie. <laughs> yeah. People still like him. You're not Johnny Depp. I mean, uh. Uh, Robert, uh, Robert Iron Man. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, it's funny. I feel like they're remaking not just Doctor Doolittle, but the actual making of the original Doctor Doolittle movie, which was like a very tortured and painful production process, and Rex Harrison acting a fool for two years and spending all of Fox's money. Um, oh, but we'll see what happens in January. They're finally putting it out. People were like, so this is what Robert Dyer did after Avengers Endgame. I said, technically, <laughs> he made it in between. <laughs> it's just not, we're just not getting it. <laughs> well, 
Well, it went away in the snap, you see. Oh, so. Lord. And, oh. Then, and, and then it came back after um, the Hulk re-snapped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would work. Um, next up, um, Billy Porter, after winning the Emmy, is going to be a little bit busy, apparently. Um, Sony is making a new twist, like modern version of Cinderella. They want him, they've hired him to play the fairy godfather, the fabulous fairy Cinderella? godfather. Oh, that's a perfect role. Right. I mean, it won't be anything like Disney's version at all, I'm certain. Um, Camilla Cabello is playing Cinderella. Um, oh, well, never mind. I mean, gonna... Can she act? <laughs> Skip. We'll Skip. find out. We'll find out. <laughs> I am uninterested. I am uninterested. I don't care for her. Uh, Adina Menzel is playing the stepmother. Yeah, you can skip so her too. this is going to be, I assume, a musical. There's no Ugh. point in hiring these three people who are um, right. singers and it not being a musical. Uh, oh, and- Alfaba? I don't what? want to call her Elsa. Alfaba, right? Uh, Elthaba. Ethaba. I can't pronounce anything in my life. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, Ethaba from Wicked. I, I say everything the way I spell it, and I spell it Ethaba. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't uh, see anything about musical or anything or people writing songs. All I see is that it's directed and written by Kay Cannon, goes starts filming next um, February in London. Uh, Kay Cannon is an American screenwriter producer. She made the comedy film Blockers. And worked on 30 Rock. So we'll see what happens with that. Hopefully it's good. Mm-hmm. Also, Warner Brothers has been for since probably 19, about 2005, I think, trying to remake Little Shop of Horrors for the third time as a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, when they first wanted to remake it, they were going to make it an actual horror film, which is mm. insane. Um, Roberto, <laughs> Roberto Aguirre Sacasa have been hired to rewrite it as a horror movie, which is also insane. Um, I guess it'll be like, you know, like Super Riverdale. Um, they eventually gave it to Greg Berlanti to do. He was going to just remake the musical. And it sort of kind of sat dormant for a couple of years. So I guess they couldn't find um, people to star in it. Now they want to try to ask Billy Porter to star in it. As the voice of Audrey, too. Uh, I heard tell that Chris Evans wants to play the dentist. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm with it. <laughs> I'm with it. Which is oh, a very I'm different delighted. part for him. Sign on the dotted line. Uh, and so yes. nobody, so nobody, of course, is signed yet. All I know is that they have already got like a budget and they already signed on for tax breaks to film it in California. So they are making it at some point mm-hmm. next year. Um, who I, uh, Who's going to star in it? We don't know yet. They want Billy Porter to do the voice. Somebody said they should call Titus instead. I'm sure Titus has called his agent and like, we're going over to Warner Brothers Monday morning. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I'll take either. <laughs> I, will, I, like I won't be disappointed with either one of them. Right. Oh, I like to think Titus is going like full Sean Young Catwoman dressed up like Harvey <laughs> Street on the rocks. That's Sean Young. Do y'all know that story? I need to know. Okay, uh-huh. so Sean Young, who's the um, the female lead of... Uh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner, thank you. Um, she really wanted to play Catwoman in Batman Returns. So she showed up at the Warner Brothers lot, unannounced, uninvited, in a full Catwoman costume. To enter oh, the yeah. audition, and they kicked her out. 
in 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 that heat. <laughs> That's how they knew she was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, do you know what she wear? What what Catwoman wears in that movie? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I believe like I believe Sean Young was actually cast in the first Batman movie, and then like um injury or something or whatever, and then yeah. that was recast, right? Um, yeah, recast Kim with Kim Basinger, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, but I would, it'd be hysterical if Titus showed up in like a big gigantic green um, piranha plant outfit. Right. <laughs> I need this. You would love the mass singer. I'm telling you. Because yeah. remember, remember on Kimmy Schmidt when he was trying to get the Lion King and he like showed up. Yeah. And had that, that stuffed animal. He's <laughs> like auditioning for like a fake production. Right. I just want to know who's going to be uh, Tashina Arnold and Tisha's character. They will probably hire three um, unknown black um, um, singer actresses, like because they were unknown when they did it. Right. Uh, Tashina Arnold, Tisha Campbell, and uh, Michelle Weeks. They were like <laughs> teenage, regular teenagers, but when they did that. That was their first acting thing ever, really. But no, not Tashina. She was a child actress. It was Tisha's first, though, or okay. one of her first. Um, we'll see. When it gets closer to actually making it, um, uh, it's so hard to get another Ellen Green though. Like I, I can't even. I'm sure there's somebody that'd be great. But like, I, heard, I, I saw Green. MJ Rodriguez from Pose doing it. Um, on they're doing it live in Pasadena right now. As a matter of fact, and um, Amber Riley is the voice of the plant. Oh. Yep. Um, it's it's a really good show over there. I wonder who they will get. Like, most it's not Jennifer Hudson. <laughs> so I need somebody because somebody says um, that um, difference between Jennifer uh, Hudson and I forgot who I think it was like Jennifer Hudson look, and Amber if it's Riley. her I can't go see this in the movies because it's already going to be loud and was, it was like, she's just going oh lord I think it was well. her versus Amber Riley they said Amber Riley people um, difference between them is that both have big voices, but Amber Riley's also comes in small and medium, which is helpful. She can control it. <laughs> she can control her voice. Well, it's gonna happen now. Now that Brandon put on into the universe, it's gonna happen now. It's gonna be Jennifer Hudson. No, no, no. You she's already in, she's already in Cats. I feel like everybody in Cats will not work again after that movie comes out. Stop! Don't you say that. <laughs> I'm trying to practice Don't my lines. Don't you do that to Idris. Don't you do that to my man. Everybody's trying to practice their lines, but they can't concentrate because Jennifer Hudson is up here being really extra on the set. <laughs> Don't you do that to Jason Derulo. <laughs> not Jason Why is he? Why Jason Derulo? I can't imagine. He must have given the audition to end all I auditions. Still, he must I'm, have. How? 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 He must have shown up. How and just... is he? How is he in a movie with Dame Judi Dench and Sir Ian McKellen? Like, on what planet is this possible? I want to see the tapes. I want to see the acting tapes. I really do. Oh my gosh! Um, Somebody must have saw a music video and was like, "Oh, I like this." <laughs> like, showed it to the producer, and they were like, "Yeah." Usher must have said no. Stop it! No. Stop. <laughs> All right. Um... No. Next no, up, um, Yaya Abdul Mateen II. Yes. Who we all know from Aquaman and from. Yeah, you gotta yeah. say the whole thing. Yeah, gotta say yeah. the whole thing like a Tribe Called Quest. He yes, is going do. to be playing um, one of the lead parts in Matrix 4, which they don't have a title for yet. Um, directed by, written and mm-hmm. directed by Lana Wachowski by herself, not with her sister, um, and starring still Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss. 
So we don't know if he's playing young Morpheus or whatever is going on, but we know he's in it. Go carry him okay. on. Yeah, because everybody's thinking, everybody keeps thinking, huh, he's going to play a different version of Morpheus. It's going to happen. Which he might, but we don't know. There can only be one black man in this. <laughs> <laughs> one at a time. One at a time. Punch in, punch out. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody stand in line. One at a time. Gosh. Yep. That's like Star Wars, you know, with the, the guy playing Finn. Like, he must be Lando's son. Must he? Why do you feel that? Must he? <laughs> <laughs> Please explain this theory. <laughs> My favorite part is listening to... My favorite thing is listening to podcasts who also did the same story and them trying to figure out what's the best way to say because he's black. <laughs> <laughs> no, The Matrix, they did have a, like a fully like diverse cast, like, but it, they did only have two black, two black men on the ship at one time. They had Morpheus and they had whoever, whichever one the of Layla Ali's relatives who was um, the, pilot the pilot at the time. Yeah, because yeah. like, well, on the first one, they had three because they had the two brothers. And yes, both of them died, brothers. Tank and Dozier. Yes. And then Link, who is the brother-in-law, became the pilot, played by um, Harold Pirineau, um in the, the guy, last two you movies. You guys, the dreads. Yeah, Michael! Because, yeah, because Marcus Chung uh, yes, wanted too much money. <laughs> Thank you, Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> That's all um, he did. I only know him for that and then being, uh, yelling like, mad, mad, uh, no, ah, shoot. Um, He's also in The Best Man and The Best Man Holiday, too, as yeah. the dirty guy. Oh, yeah. Wasn't, wasn't his daughter one of yes. the ones that talked about? Was it Harvey Weinstein that his daughter? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Okay. His daughter. Yeah. Um, Aurora. Yeah, Aurora. That was that was her. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, Tammy did point out he's in Romeo and Juliet playing Mercutio as a uh, cross-dresser. Yes, he was. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Because when, <laughs> when I saw that in high school, I was so excited. I was like, oh, a black Mercutio. I was so excited. Yep. He was. Oh, I love that movie. All right. And then now... The tree is going to have an update for us on this crazy Kevin Hart story. <laughs> Latria news. Latria like news. Latria <laughs> news. Well, I mean, it just gives me more questions. Like, so the article came out about um, like what actually caused the crash, and my God, when I read this, I'm just like, how anybody in that car is actually still alive. Really just, quickly, just to set the table for anybody who listens to this in the future, Kevin Hart was involved in a very bad car crash in Los Angeles on Mulholland Boulevard. Him and two passengers severely injured. Kevin Hart had multiple surgeries, and he's not going to recover for a couple of months. Yes. And the circumstances around the car crash are a little bit sketchy. Yeah, his spine was severed in three places. And I, oh so my when, God. I when I read this article, I was like, because they, you know, say the medical term for like the places in his spine. I had to Google them to like see pictures of where they were. And I was like, oh, ooh, oh, ooh, okay. Well, so what happened? So here's the details of like how the car got to be the way it is. Um, basically, uh, Black, which is the last name of the young white man who was driving. Okay, first of all, no one had on seatbelts. That's number one, apparently, which, why? Um, So he made a right turn at about 1245 onto Mulholland Highway. And he uh, quickly accelerated, which caused the right tire, the right rear tire to break traction and he lost control. So I'm guessing he 
I don't know if he accelerated on purpose. Like they just thought they were like speed down this road or they're just out having fun. I don't, I don't know. And you know, as a local um, on those roads, uh, a lot of guys will drive super fast. Like I'm super fast delivering tofu. Like my animation, uh, it happens a lot out here. So. And the fact that this car had been souped up like on purpose. So they were, he was yeah. probably really just having fun with no seatbelt on. Like, okay. Oof. Yeah. So then it says the car crossed the oncoming lane of the two lane highway and went down the steep embankment, knocking down a vinyl fence before hitting the tree. It hit a tree head on so hard it uprooted the tree, which then rolled down the hill. Um, the back of the car flew up and the roof also hit the tree, which like severely smashed it down. Um, and they said, investigators said that the sides of the car were also smashed and then some doors couldn't be opened. But I do believe this car only had two doors. I don't know if it was a two door or a four door. I don't know. I have to Google like a 1970 Plymouth. Uh, I'll look it up. 1970 19... Plymouth what? Uh, Barracuda. Okay. Because I, I don't know what the car looked like before because it's a piece of foil now. Um, two, two door. <laughs> it's a two door. Okay, so basically none of the doors could open, which gives me another question. So, hold on, I lost my place of where I was. Okay, so basically the, the, the top was smashed, the sides were smashed, and the doors couldn't be opened. So, again, how they're alive, I don't know. So then Black and Broxterman, which is his fiance, who was, she was in the back seat, they were trapped inside and had to be removed by first responders, which basically to me, says it's the jaws of life because obviously you probably can't just like, you know, yank the door open. Yeah. And then they took them to the hospital. But it also says that Hart got out of the car and quickly left the scene. But A, if the doors couldn't be opened, how did he get out? He crawled the window. Also, if your spine has been severed in three places, how? So I'm like, who, like, was his security behind? Like, how? How did he get out quickly and leave and go to his house and then later to the hospital? But it also says that, like, a witness who saw the crash called 911 and said a man who appeared to be hard looked like he's hurting. So, I don't... Again, I just I have a lot of questions, but hearing how, like, the car flipped up and, like, uprooted a freaking tree like i just oh my gosh because when i first saw the photos of that i'm just like what how did they even get out like jesus but it's just like this left me with so many more questions (laughs) about the whole him getting out and getting to his house because there's i just there's no logical way in my mind that he got himself out yeah but even um... if somebody else did like if you're not a trained professional, why would you remove somebody from that? And so um, uh, they've been talking about on morning radio here and, mm-hmm. um, and pure conjecture and stuff. But um, uh, the feeling that the morning DJs were kind of giving was that maybe he was driving and didn't want to be there. Um, because uh, what they had said uh, was that um, oh, oh, what you were saying that someone called 911. Um, mm-hmm. And um, but then like, who they thought was Kevin Hart was there and then like a, a security guy of his or something mm. picked him up and drove him away. 
And then they were left with this, uh, the rest of the people that were still there with the car. Um, and that the other suspicious thing was that, um, um, I guess he went home and then a few hours later, you know, wasn't doing well for, I mean, obviously you've severed your spine in three places. That's not great. Um, right. so I guess, um, his partner or someone in the home with him called an ambulance and told the 911 right. operator that he was just in a car crash like 20 minutes ago, even though yeah. it had been like two hours yeah, his or wife something. apparently who they said yeah. like, she sounded like unimpressed. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. He doesn't look good or something kind of like that. Yeah. And, and she's probably been saying, you got to go to the hospital for two hours and was tired of it. Right. <laughs> so they're point. saying there that he was driving? Well, um, that maybe that's why he didn't want to be at the scene, you know, um, or involved with the crash. Who knows? Like, I mean, or maybe he was drinking. This like, is, who knows? Yeah, this is career all stuff, so right? weird. It's all so weird. And, you know, honestly, like, if you're in an incident that bad where you have your spine severed, you might not be feeling great, just want to go home anyway, you know? I mean, you could be concussed and not really yourself and just want to leave. And I just, But my whole thing, too, is if I see something like that, if I, even if for some reason, which I would not, like, got somebody out of that wreckage, I'm not taking them to the house. I'm going to the hospital. The nearest hospital. Right, right like, as soon as possible. Actually, I'm going to call them on the way and be like, look out for me in case the police see me running red lights. This right. is why. Like, I'm not going to go yeah. home and be like, do you need some Tylenol or some ibuprofen? <laughs> like, do you have right. painkillers here that you can take? Let's just wait it out. Like, it's not, you know, you didn't, right. like, get hurt in football practice and you got to go home and just rest a while. Like, the car... You know- is a crumpled up piece of foil. Like, there's no way. I can't imagine, you know, if I'm riding with my friends and there's an accident to leave before I know they're safe. Right. And that's, 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 another, that's the main thing that bothered me. I'm like, how could you just leave them? And like, not right. even, it's like somebody else had to call 911 for them. Yep. Like, you just, right. you got, you got the hell out of Dodge and was like, well, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Cause if he's not going straight to the hospital, like his bodyguards aren't taking him straight there. What are you doing? Yeah, What's more important? I know. Yeah, so that's my pivot's ready. I gotta get home. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's so weird. that's the latest update that I saw that has left me with even more questions. And you know, it, it's not that there's definitely something you know foul play of any kind going on. It just it's interesting, and there's a lot of questions. It just logically, <laughs> it does not make sense in my brain. Yeah, like any any of the things that have happened. But uh, again, also the fact that all three of them are alive, like thank God for that because absolutely, Jesus, those photos, those photos were just oof. yeah, and the explanation of how it hit the tree and everything, like oh my God, yeah. Crazy. Right.